Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I got a message from someone the other day about dropping it. He said he sees people in Neville Goddard-based Facebook groups debating what dropping it means when it comes to imagining our wish fulfilled. I've seen those debates. What I've noticed, those folks who are debating it or are trying to make it into an actual step or technique. It isn't. Neville uses the term frequently in his lectures. I'll read a couple of quotes, quotes from one of those lectures. In the New Christology, Neville says, In the tenth chapter of John, we are told that the Good Shepherd goes forward and his sheep follow. Signs follow, they do not proceed. Take your desire into the fold by putting yourself into the desired state. Remain there until you feel its reality. Knowing that imagining creates reality, thank your Father and drop it. Now do nothing on the outside to make it so. Only know your desire is yours the moment you do it. Do not expect immediate birth. There's always time intervals between pregnancy and its fulfillment. One seed may take 21 days, another five months, nine months, a year, or even more. Do not be concerned with the interval of time between the fertilization of the seed and its hatching. Only know the seed of desire has been planted. Notice what he said about not looking for signs. Any signs will always follow the state I'm in. If I am in a state of poverty, but hoping for signs of wealth being on its way, I'll be waiting, <laughs> I'll be waiting a very long time. I must occupy the state of wealth and the signs of my state will follow. They always follow. Look at your state of poverty. Aren't there signs of poverty all around you? They're following your state. The same for illness and broken relationships. He also says, knowing that imagining creates reality, thank your father, that's your imagination, your dimensionally greater self, and drop it. He means just leave it alone. Trust your imagination to objectify the state you have already occupied in imagination. In the same lecture, he says, Knowing what I want, reason may tell me I can't get it, and my senses may deny that I have it. But believing that my own wonderful human imagination is Christ, and trusting myself, I assume I have it, and drop it right there. I do not concern myself with what means will be employed for me to get it. I simply believe I already have it. I assume I have it and drop it right there. I drop worrying about it and thinking about how badly I want it and how wonderful my life would be if only I could have it. Oh, if I'd only have some money and not have to work or if I could only feel better one day maybe. I've placed my order, so to speak, and I go about my days and nights knowing that it's done. I live and move and have my being in the state of my wish fulfilled. My actions, reactions, and thoughts will be from the new state. If they're not, then I'm not in that new state. 
If I moved into a state of financial freedom and find myself still freaking out when I get a bill, then I'm not in the state of financial freedom. And I'm not talking about faking it until I make it. God is not mocked. My awareness of being is not mocked. I cannot fake it and expect to actually make it. Once I successfully move into and occupy a state, the feeling of lack or want for the thing automatically drops away. Neville never meant to drop your desire as in giving up on it, give up on your desires, or to get rid of desires. So you have a desire. There's something that your present state doesn't have that you want. If I am dwelling in a state of poverty, then money is what I want because I'm lacking it. That state lacks the money I need. Right then, assume the feeling of that desire fulfilled, already true for you. One simple way is to imagine a little scene that implies your wish is fulfilled. Yesterday, my family and I were all together, and one son was going all over the house looking for a wrist brace he had just bought. He had injured his wrist somehow. I didn't really ask him about the details. Anyway, he was going all over the place trying to find this wrist brace. I did imagine him healthy and fit, but before that, I quickly imagined hearing him say, I found it. And not even half a minute later, as he walked back through the room he had just searched, I heard him say that he had found it. Yes, that's how quickly this works. Now, some of you may say, well, Mike, he just didn't see it the first through fourth times that he looked in that room. And it's just a coincidence that he found it so quickly after you imagined him finding it. Come on, Mike, be rational. I used to see it like that too, but I'm not a rational person. In fact, I'm absurdly irrational. Kim may uh, say that I'm just mostly absurd. <laughs> I don't believe in coincidence or chance. I've experienced the power of imagination in using what Neville calls the law, and I've experienced too many wonderful things involving the promise to ever believe in chance or coincidence ever again. Back to the little story about the wrist brace. I didn't say anything about it, but I dropped it right there. You may not have even noticed it. My son had a desire, and my desire was to have his desire fulfilled. He wanted to find his wrist brace. So while I sat in my chair, I just imagined hearing him say he'd found it. I dropped it. I knew he'd find the brace momentarily. Here's another couple of stories from the last few days. You may or may not know that there was a second hurricane that hit our area recently. Power had been restored a couple of weeks ago to where we have been living at, and at my parents' house and at my other son's house. But this latest storm knocked out power all over again. The day after the storm, officials were on the news talking about how it'd be at least a week or longer to get the power restored. Ugh, I know, right? We live on the coast of the Gulf of Mexico, and I'm not a fan of the heat and humidity, and certainly not feeling that heat and humidity in a house while I'm trying to sleep at night. <laughs> so while that son of mine was reading the official report to me about how it'll be days without power, I revised what he said. 
we were driving along the highway. Kim was driving and I was in the passenger seat and my son was in the back seat telling us about how long it was going to take. And I revised what he said. I heard him telling me instead that the power is back on. That little scene took a couple of seconds. I didn't make a big deal about it. I just heard what I wanted to hear. I revised it. I imagined it differently. As I moved into the state of that wish fulfilled, any uneasiness that I had or thoughts of discomfort about not having electricity dropped away. I knew that regardless of what the officials said, we'd have power back at the house where we're staying that afternoon. And by the time we got back to that house, power was on. We weren't surprised, or I wasn't surprised, but still thrilled that I was feeling the cooling air from the air conditioner. And I was even able to watch LSU lose yet another game. <laughs> As I was standing there in the kitchen, happy that the power was back on, I thought of my other son and his girlfriend who still had no power and were actually looking for a generator for their house. And I thought about my parents who refused to come stay with us. They still had no electricity either. And that was unacceptable to me. I didn't want to have power here and the rest of my family not. And I wasn't about to give up power. <laughs> so I imagined them having power. Standing in the kitchen, eating some barbecue Pringles, potato chips, I thought, if I have power here, then all of my family has power. And I dropped it. I made the decision that their power is restored too. I dropped it right there. I dropped any worry about it. I moved into a state of wanting them to have power, to a state in which my wish, them having power, is fulfilled. I dropped the wanting of it because how can I want it if I have it already? The state of my wish fulfilled means it's fulfilled. It's done. I have what I want, so I cannot keep wanting it if I have it. I've dropped the want. That's part of the state I just left behind. Five minutes after I decided that they have power, I got a text from my son telling me they have power and internet. And an hour later, I got a text from my father telling me that their electricity had been restored as well. Here's one more story. I think I've mentioned before that we're staying with my son and his wife since Hurricane Laura. Yesterday afternoon, Kim and I were resting in our room while Chandler and Hannah were making a gumbo in the kitchen. Suddenly, Everything shut off. We lost power again. Chandler wasn't very happy. He, <laughs> he was a couple of hours into making the gumbo, but it wasn't ready yet. I didn't budge off my spot on the bed. I just assumed the power was back on, and I dropped any concern for how dinner will be finished or how I would be able to watch the New Orleans Saints play on Monday Night Football. Within 15 minutes, the power was back on. I hope this helps my friend understand that there is no reason to make dropping it a special thing or technique. It's certainly not anything to debate someone else over. As you move into and dwell in the state of your wish fulfilled, your feelings of lack or worry naturally and automatically drop away. It's a product of your motion into another state, not a separate step you have to take. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.